take collected enough pocket money to buy a second he decided to buy a second hand motorcycle a 10 year old motorcycle and he decided to ride so as he came back via he came from germany via turkey iran back to india pakistan and india and yeah, so that's uh, the cool thing what i'm looking at is the fact that he rode all the way from munich to india is that right? Yeah, and there was no, there were no photographs because it was just a spur of the moment decision that he took. No photographs, nobody to tell stories except him to us. And then, of course, our family happened and we grew up as kids. We grew up on that motorcycle and stories around the motorcycle. So the motorcycle has been a great part of my family life and my upbringing and my uh, world. And I love motorcycles, yeah. Typically what happens is a lot of people say that, hey, if I'm a mother, I'm a full-time mom and I can't do much else. However, though, you feel the exact opposite. We started this conversation, of course, offline by you telling me that motherhood has been one of your greatest achievements. Tell me more. Absolutely. The greatest joy and the greatest achievement of my life, I would say, is motherhood. I have enjoyed every moment of it. And I was a full-time homemaker, full-time mother, and I was driver and cook and teacher and tutor and all of the above and driving my son to uh, tuition and driving him to school, dropping and picking. On the bike or like, or like? (laughs) I used to try, I used to drop him to school on the bike in the hope that he would learn to love the bike. But Uh. uh, all of us have our own personalities. All of us have our own loves and biking is not one of his loves, but I did. Uh, when he was little, I used to drop him and pick him from school on the motorcycle till it became, he had friends and then we had to carpool. And so, you know, I had five, six kids in the car and I used to take him by car. Very cool. Yeah. Well, your story is so unique. And when we come back on the other side, we'll kind of figure out where this love kind of took you and I'm talking about places which kind of places it took you I'm sure you have some beautiful stories of being a biker I would love to hear all of that Sangeeta Jairam is with me this morning on K-Spotlight we'll come back in just a bit continue conversation with her stand by there are people who complain about blues and there are people who listen to Good Morning Bangalore with K let's go 94.3 One World your station. Okay, good morning. Welcome to the show. I am so thrilled to be joined by a super cool yoga instructor and motorcyclist. K Spotlight. This is Good Morning Bangalore with K. been traveling the length and breadth of uh, the country and inspired by her dad and she's our special on K-Spotlight this morning. This is a segment I do where we focus on ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Sangeeta though is pretty extraordinary herself. She's been traveling on her bike and you can look her up online. She's got a very, very cool story that's pretty much up everywhere. Sangeeta, tell me something. This whole love for motorcycling, right? Tell me some of the best places you've been to on that bike and some of the best stories that have accompanied the same. Okay, it's the hardest question to answer. If I say that I went to Kazakhstan and I I went to ride on the Pamir Highway, I mean, that would be best, right? And then I tell you, oh, I went to Kenya to go to the Masai Mara and on complete dirt trails. I mean, that is... Yeah, that is fantastic. Then I went to Cambodia and I did complete off-roading on, you know, with a bunch of guys who I had never met before. And um, I did dirt biking, which I'd never done before in my life. I was 40 then. 
I'm like, which one would I choose? And then I went to Bhutan. Bhutan, where there was no more internet, there was no phone connectivity, we had no credit card usage, there were no Google Maps. That was in itself is such a unique experience. So every journey that I do, of course, the Himalayas has its own charm. Yeah, of course. I want to kind of recount one experience which you had, which was um, you got the opportunity to be a track marshal for uh, the Phillip Island Melbourne MotoGP in 2015 now. Uh, tell me about that a little bit. That sounds cool. Okay, so that, yeah, that was also another cool experience. So when I was, I had gone to the IBW, which is India Bike Week in 2015, 2014 in uh, Goa. I was a speaker there. They, um, I was talking on this uh, program called The Big Trip. And I met some really, really, really cool riders from around the world. And there were this uh, two friends, Shona and Pat. They were from the UK. And they did their first round the world motorcycle trip together when uh, she was, one was 65 and Pat was 67. Can you believe that? I mean, 65 and 67, they call wow. themselves the dusty old bag. They were just <laughs> the coolest ever. We were chatting. They asked me, would you like to come as a track marshal to, to the MotoGP in Melbourne? And I'm like, really? Is that an option? I mean, are you really asking me? I'm like, of course I'll do it. And of course, that's how it started. And then uh, I got in touch with um, with them, with the Phillip Island, uh, with the MotoGP Association in Phillip Island. They wrote to me and I had to fill in, a, like do a little test to know that I knew the rules and regulations of uh, yeah, motor racing. Yeah, of course. It helped that I used to work with the Karnataka, with the, you know, the Karnataka, one Karnataka thousand rallies. I used to work as a CRO, I've done that. So that helped me because it's pretty much the same rules in motor racing. And mm. uh, that's how I went and landed up there and I was so nervous. <laughs> It was mind blowing. Why it was? Why was it mind blowing? A because you're in a foreign country. For me, that's a big thing. I mean, you know, you're not yeah. in your comfort zone. Uh, you're, it's an international MotoGP. It's the international MotoGP, which we it's the event. Of. It's the event of the best motorcycles from across the world, and they are so humble. K, I cannot tell you. Rossi and Marquez and Jorge, they are just like normal people and they like... That's so nice to hear. It's, they are just unbelievably fantastic human beings. It's such a humbling experience. And of course, being trackside and, you know, this, uh, it was just the most fantastic. So cool. Um, you know what, on the other side, I'm sure that as a person who's been doing this for years, you do have a little message for maybe younger people or older people out there who want to kind of follow their passion and things like that. Because I know there's a lot of bike and car enthusiasts uh, who listen to the show. I also want to figure out how many bikes you own and what's your favorite. We'll do that on the other side. <laughs> Sangeeta Jairam is with me and we'll be back in just a bit. Stand by. Looking forward to partying on the weekend is so yesterday when you have a party on the airwaves every morning. Every morning. You're okay. Uh. 94.3 One World, your station. Good morning and welcome to the show. My name is K. With me on this edition of K Spotlight is Sangeeta Jairam, who's a motorcyclist uh, who's traveled the length and breadth of the country. She's a yoga instructor as well. And I feel her story super unique and one that you really need to hear. K Spotlight. This is Good Morning Bangalore with K. 
more than that it kind of shows how anything is possible and i think you would agree with me when i say that right sangeeta uh, if you just kind of dream it you can do it and that's what kind of happened for you because being a mother for your let's you know being a homemaker pretty much you know a lot of your life and then you moved into kind of doing this you know full time your story by default without you even realizing it becomes a lot of inspiration for a lot of younger and even older people out there however though before i get to that uh, what bike do you ride currently and which has been your favorite bike to kind of ride okay so i have inherited two bikes one from my dad and one from my brother of course my dad's bike is the one he rode across the world which is a BMW R25 a single cylinder a 1954 model i have another bike which belonged to my brother was is an RD350 which i also adore and is a cult bike i currently have two more bikes which is uh, a Royal Enfield Himalayan and a hero impulse i use the hero impulse when i go to the himalayas because it's really an agile bike and it's great fun to ride and throw around in the dirt and my himalayan i use for long distance i had just i had last year actually just before the lockdown happened i had bought a new a vstrom 650 but i found it very difficult to handle that weight in the hills because sure. i used to ride alone and i you know i couldn't put it on and off this and it's so heavy for me so i sold it not even a year before before i could finish a year with it i loved it i i enjoyed riding it but it was not for me you ask me what is my all time favorite bike that i've ridden um i mean of course every bike is so beautiful but i think the if i if someone gifted me 16 lakhs and said you want to buy a bike you buy a bike i would buy the tiger 800 ah. i think it's a super bike it's so agile it's so well balanced it's i it's a beautiful bike i really like the tiger that's my favorite bike hopefully one day <laughs> i don't know yeah. it comes into the family of your so I, i'm assuming <laughs> you own four bikes now and like i hope that's the fifth that's my wish for you honestly <laughs> Okay. I hope so too. Before I let you go of course um Sangeeta I'd love to get you know uh, your message to both younger and older folk out there especially uh in a time like this where you feel like your dreams have been clipped in the wings because of the times that we are living in what would be a little message to people out there who maybe want to do what you do or maybe you know have always dreamed of doing something like this but just never gotten around to it. Only thing is to have that dream. and it's unbelievable the more you believe in that dream the more it gets done it happens there are lots of things that come along our way but they're all speed breakers and we just have to be patient slow down go over it and get on with life it's nothing is impossible it is true nothing is impossible but with nothing to to achieve whatever we want we have to have the patience we have to be kind to ourselves we have to learn to live with disappointments and ultimately never give up that dream because if you have nothing to chase then you have nothing to achieve Oh that's beautiful. I like that last line. If you have nothing to chase, you have nothing to achieve. Your story's been so cool and it's so nice to see you in person after just reading about you online. And I want to thank you for taking out the time and telling your story here. I'll be honest in saying I have come nowhere close 
to covering your story fully. But the intention of having this interaction with you is to get people to kind of read about you a little more, is to get people to kind of get inspired by your story. And I think if we've done even 1% of that, mission accomplished. Uh, here's wishing you all the very best and here's hoping that the Tiger 800 comes into the family soon. <laughs> Thank you, Kay. Thank you so much for having me. And I, before this is something that I tell the kids, I teach in a school. I teach yoga to kids in a school in Uti. Um, just to say, I always say this, be kind. As they say, if you can't be anything else, be kind. And thank you so much for having me on the show, Kay. I enjoyed chatting with you too. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, get to know him off air too. Have you followed him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter yet? At Off Air with Kay. Slide into his DMs now. 94.3 Radio 1. One World, your station.